Welcome to the UMMC Bible Study Podcast, a podcast produced with students at UMMC. My name is Tim Chen, and I'm a former graduate of the UMC Medical School. Currently, I'm a family physician practicing in Mississippi. The goal of our podcast is to help our students and their families grow closer with the Lord and stronger in their faith and walk with God. With the rigors of school, it can be difficult to spend time with the Lord as well as fellowship with other believers. We hope that this podcast uplifts you during this challenging time and encourages you in your journey with God. Welcome back to the UMMC Bible Study Podcast. Today I've got Christian again, and we will be going through a monumental verse in Romans 11. In Romans 11, there are so many things to consider, such as the relationship to God between the Jews and the Greeks. However, in the midst of all those verses, there is this golden nugget. And that'll be what we'll be getting into today. Let me go ahead and read our key verse today. This is Romans 11:17 through 18. But if some of the branches were broken off, and you, although a wild olive shoot, were grafted in among the others, and now share in the nourishing root of the olive tree, do not be arrogant toward the branches. If you are, remember it is not you who support the root, but the root that supports you. Now you might be wondering, why this verse? What's so significant about this matter of grafting? Well, before we get into it, Christian, do you mind giving us a recap of what we've gone over so far and maybe set the stage for what we'll be fellowshipping about today? So I think in in the past few uh, podcasts, we've been talking about, we went from Romans 8 and then we we got to Romans 9 and 10. And we were appreciating 9 and 10 about being vessels, right? Being chosen vessels of God. Uh, not just merely instruments, right? But being vessels to contain God. And that's a really sweet point. And then also in chapter 10 about calling on the Lord. And again, calling on the Lord. Yes, to speak to the Lord. Yes, to call out to the Lord in a time of need, but also to receive him. So in chapter 10, it says, the Lord is rich to all who call on him. Not only does he save us, but he's rich. So we can experience the Lord in this way. And again, it's, uh, it's an enjoyment, not just, I don't know, he's not just 911. <laughs> so then we're now in chapter 11, and chapter 11 is talking about the Jews were cut off from the tree originally, and that made space for the Gentile believers. And now the Gentile believers are grafted into this root of fatness. So who's this root of fatness? This, uh, this olive tree, this better tree, well, it's Christ. Paul's talking about Christ. Christ is this, this root, this tree that we're grafted into, its branches. And this kind of picture is very organic. We're starting to see that everywhere in the Bible. Even back in Romans 8, we're not just adopted sons. We are really sons because we have his life. And back in Romans 5, we're being saved much more in his life. So here again is a a very life-infused, life-centered picture of grafting between branches and a tree. I'll say that much. Amen, Christian. Very good. I want to pick up where you just left off. There are many things that Paul could have used to describe the relationship between 
the Gentiles and God and the Jews and God in Romans 11, right? You can say that the Jews were God's chosen people from Abraham and because they were hard-headed and I think in the end of Romans 10, it says a, a people who constantly disobey is how Paul describes them that you could say like, well, God kicked them out, kicked them out of the family, just like as a family and the son messes up too many times, get kicked out. And because he kicked him out, then God brought you into family. Or maybe God kicked him out of the corporation. You know, he was a CEO and made too many bad decisions. And the CEO, sorry, a CFO and CEO kicked him out. And now you're the new CFO. But those are very organizational examples. And I like how you use this word organic. Because let me read this verse. This is Romans 10, 17. But if some of the branches were broken off and you, although a wild olive shoot, were grafted in among the others and now share in the nourishing root. Some translations say the fatness of the roof of the olive tree. Do not be arrogant toward the branches. If you are, remember, it is not you who support the root, but the root that supports you. Very interesting verses, very interesting picture, uh, very interesting choice of picture from Paul. But I think it reemphasizes, again, our relationship with God is not a relationship based on organization in a company. It's not even based on being a member, right? Oh, we're a member of God's, like a member of the church. Like, oh, I'm a member in church because I was baptized in this church, so now I'm a member. That's not the relationship God is describing here through Paul. He's describing a relationship that is based on life a grafting life. Christian, do you want to talk a little bit more about this process of grafting? Well, what I do know about grafting, limited knowledge, is that for one like branch to be grafted into a tree, you actually have to make like cuts. First on the tree, right? You have to make a couple of cuts into the side. And then you also have to make some cuts in the branch. Well, actually the branch is already cut off, right? And then you have to kind of do like a additional knife work to make this joining. So actually in that picture alone of grafting, uh, all that cutting, there's something to be said, you know, Christ was cut for us. Christ was cut for us so that we could be grafted in. That's the Lord's death for sure. That can be seen in that picture. Yeah, I I don't think I have anything else on grafting though. Yeah, no, that's well, and a couple of things. Okay, so you know, interesting thing about grafting because the only thing, like, the only kind of grafting I can think of is skin graft. I'm a yeah, physician, that's true. I, I that's do true. skin grafts, right? And what's amazing about skin graft is you have to find a lot of markers that match. So let's say I, I get a skin graft. I can't just grab anybody's skin graft. I can't, like, hey, Christian, give me some of your skin. I'll graft it on my burn, right? Because if if the cells don't match, your immune system will reject and fight, right? And so that's why most skin crafts are done by your own skin. They take skin from your thigh and put it on your arm, something like that. But the, the point is, there has to be a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. You can't graft an animal life to a plant life, right? You can't graft a dog's paw to a tree because the life is too different. This picture essentially really points to, again, I think we brought this up last week. In Genesis, there's a reason God made man in his likeness, in his image, because there is similarity. There is the opportunity that one day we can contain his life. The God's immune system won't reject us. 
right? Like two different kicked out. But rather, it was by God's design from the beginning. We would have the capacity to be grafted in and uh, to take and enjoy the riches of God's life, right? That fatness is the riches. So it's, it's like God's life is so full, so abundant, and he's just ready to flow out. And we as branches are now grafted in, not just to be grafted in, but so that the life can flow through, right? And even bear fruit. So I know you were thinking about verses in Galatians as well about this. I don't know if you want to mention some of these things here, Christian, about this life flowing in. You mentioned Galatians 2. I think the famous verse there is Galatians 2.20, where it mentions, it's no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith, with the faith of the Son of God, something like that. You know, that can be a very confusing verse. No longer I, but Christ. How can we envision that? That's really difficult to envision. And is my life just kind of obliterated once I'm a believer? Like I don't exist anymore. And then God just living through me, something like that. I mean, I don't know about you. That's not my experience. I think, you know, people have very different experiences initially when they're saved and how they come into that. But I think like the picture here, it's, it's a little, it's a much more accurate when you talk about grafting um, a branch into a tree, or this reminds me of John 15, when the Lord says, I'm the vine and you're the branches. So instead of us being completely replaced by God, God's life, we've been grafted, we have a, we've been grafted into Christ and now we have another source of life. So originally we were not connected to this source. There was no dispensing of the life. We only had our natural human sinful life. But now that we've been grafted into this tree, connected to this vine, there's now this second source, this divine source. This source, uh, now we have, an, we have an option. We have an option to enjoy this source and to live by this new source of life. The picture is just a picture, right? It's just an illustration. It can only go so far. But I, I think the main thing for me is like, I have a new source. I don't have to live by my flesh or struggle in myself, but I really have been connected to the divine source and it's available to me now. And that's another source of life that I can live by. That takes probably a whole lifetime of learning. I'm still learning how to enjoy this divine source and tap into it. Yeah. Amen, Christian. I think I like how you brought this up. It's not like our life gets obliterated, like exchanged, right? It's not like, you know, no, we, we exchange God's life in us and now we're gone and just God does everything. Cause obviously in our experience, that's not how it works. We're still here. And that's why Galatians 2.20 has the second part, the life, which I now live. Right. And so you could say, you're like, Oh, are you schizophrenic? At first he said, not I, but Christ, yet I. You know, so you're like, who in the world is living? And I think this brings up a really uh, amazing point, this matter of what I've read before in commentary called a mingled life. So uh, like you said, we have now the opportunity to live according to God. Really, practically, the right way to say it is probably to live according to the Spirit. And you could say that, okay, you know, the branches were grafted into the 
to this root and this root is rich and the root is full of, you know, uh, nourishment. And in the end it says, you know, remember it's not, you don't bear the root, the root bears you, right? So the source is coming from the root, but you have to say, okay, well, what's flowing between the branches, right? Because nutrients flow from the root to the branches. And this is basic botany 101, but in our spiritual significance, what's flowing now is the spirit. The spirit is flowing from God to us. And, you know, we're, we are communicating with God. We're fellowshipping with God. We have opportunity to, to live according to the spirit. And what can happen is in Galatians 5, where it brings these matters of the fruit, not of our effort or the fruit of our will, but the fruit of the spirit. Everybody knows joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, right? Everybody can name those things. But in our personal experience, we look at that as fruit of our effort. We try really hard to be patient. We try really hard to have self-control. We try really hard to X, Y, Z, whatever. But here it's saying this is the fruit of the spirit. And if you link these verses all together, what that's telling you is as you learn to enjoy Christ as a spirit, because you're a branch grafted in, the spirit now can flow and it can flow to the point that it now produces fruit in your daily living. And I think this picture of our relationship with God shown in Romans 11 is what it means to live the Christian life. You know, we've said in the previous podcast, it's not about effort. It's not about trying harder. It's not about doing better, but it's about letting that spirit, choosing that spirit, letting that spirit dwell, letting that spirit make home, letting that spirit spread. That's just awesome. Any more thoughts from you, Christian? I think just one point I, I was considering is we're we're learning, right? We're just learning how to be dependent on God. A whole series of talks we had on Genesis about the tree of life. And God, He He wants to be our source. You know, he wants to be our source. That's that's what he, you know, always his intention. He wants to be our everything, actually, not just our source. He wants to be our enjoyment, our, our provision, you know, all, all those things. So we're just learning how to enjoy the Lord in different situations. I think recently uh, one of my experiences is I'm, I'm being convinced that nothing but the Lord can satisfy we try to get satisfaction from a lot of things in the world that are available and just, you know, some temporary enjoyment perhaps, but there's not that kind of deep, long-lasting satisfaction. Even, I would say, there's kind of an eternal element to it. It really cannot compare. Hopefully, we can just continue to taste this divine source more and more and really learn to, to enjoy that. Wonderful, Christian. I just want to echo what you just said. If we see that our relationship with God is more than an employee in a company, more than a member of Heaven's Country Club, even more than just an adopted son, but as a branch grafted in, then I believe that this will cause us to have such a closeness with God that we've never had before. We will allow the Spirit as a spiritual sap to flow through us. We would now bear the fruit, not of our labor, but the fruit of the Spirit. I'm really encouraged, Christian. Sorry about the radio quality for today. 
I'm missing my usual podcast mic, but I hope you guys enjoyed the fellowship. Again, I ask you to pray to our wonderful Father. Ask Him to show you what it means to be a branch grafted into our nourishing Christ. May God bless you this week. See y'all for the Bible study on Wednesday, and hopefully for the next podcast. I'm just made to be filled with the Lord Nor is life worth living a day For the things that will soon pass away Doesn't matter how rich or successful I'd be Or how many pleasures be offered to me There's nothing that compares to my destiny To be thoroughly filled with Even though I'm still kind of small And my future is in front of me In my heart I've heard the Lord's call Just to follow Him absolutely Though the path may be holding much joy or much pain What matters is that more of Him I would gain Regardless what happens Never would change Cause I'm made to be filled with the Lord Though the path may be holding Much joy or much pain What matters is that more of Him I would gain Regardless what happens I never would change Cause I'm made to be filled with the Lord Yes, I'm made to be filled